Welcome to the Master Passive Income Show. My name is Dustin Heiner, and I'm here to help you learn how to quit that J-O-B, that just overbooked job, by investing in real estate so you never, ever have to work a job again. Today, we're going to be talking all about how to get financing when there's a recession, because when banks don't give out money, it's better if you already have money or a way to borrow money before the recession hits, because once they lock down, good luck getting some money to buy more investment properties that'll make you more money. All right, let's start the show. Welcome to the Master Passive Income Podcast, where we talk about investing in real estate with a special focus on making enough money so you can quit your job and live the dream life. And now, here is your host, Dustin Heiner. Hey, what's up, guys? Super pumped to have you here with me on the show. And I gotta say, it has been a blast getting so many people investing in real estate. It feels like I bought my first property all over again, or it feels like I quit my job all over again. See, with having students, it's like I'm living through you guys as you guys are doing it. When I get either emails or Instagram messages or something like that from you just saying, hey, I listened to the podcast. And because of that, I started investing. And I got to say, when I hit that 1 million downloads in the podcast, and now it's growing even faster, which is super, super fun to see. But I hit that 1 million downloads and I wanted to give everybody something to celebrate with me because you guys are here with me. I love it. I love seeing you guys change. And I gave away, and I'll still give it to you, the one minute green light deal analyzer. That's where like literally in one minute, you put in the numbers and it pops out all the information. In fact, it's probably faster than that. Most of my students usually takes like 10 seconds, maybe 15 seconds at most. It's just popping in the numbers, but I just call it one minute because it's easier to say. And if you go to my episode 234, it's where I interview my friend Cody Berman, who is a fantastic businessman and has bought lots of properties and shows us how he bought 11 doors in two years. In that episode, I give away the one minute green light deal analyzer promo code. You basically use that code and you are able to get my green light deal analyzer completely for free. So go check out that episode. You'll learn a ton from Cody, how he even used a commercial loan to actually buy his first property. And that's one way of many ways to invest in real estate or to get money to invest is commercial loans to private money to signature loans or credit cards, which yes, I have used a credit card in the past. And it's definitely an advanced strategy. And you have to know what you're doing. You have to, well, think of it like this. If I want to use my credit card to buy a candy bar that I buy it for 50 cents, but I know that I can sell it for a dollar, I'm going to make money. It doesn't matter that I use that credit card, that the interest and everything and the penalties, not penalties, the fees and everything cost me a little bit extra money. Let's say the cost of the candy bar is 50 cents, but then the cost of borrowing the money was another 25 cents. Well, that's 75 cents total. But if I could sell it for a dollar and make 25 cents, of course, I'm going to borrow that money. And that's what we're talking about today is creative financing. But before we get into the creative financing, I got to tell you something that happened to me. And it's a lesson. I, I always love, I love, well, no, it's hurt. It hurts when I have these lessons, but I love sharing these lessons with you so recently. And this is something you, you definitely need to put this into your business model. So I've got, I don't know, 30 plus properties now. I've got lots of investments, lots of businesses. And sometimes I get a little uh, lackadaisical or um, I just don't really pay as full attention as I should on my properties. I gotta be completely honest to say that. So 
I found out that one of my properties was hasn't been rented for, or, sorry, it's been rented, but the tenant hasn't been paying. And I said, okay, you know, I, I look at the statements, but it, the way the statements are, and I'm going to give myself an excuse, it's no excuse. I literally should be on top of this, but I have many properties. And I guess after two or three months, there was a zero payment. It's like they didn't pay rent for two, no, I think it was like maybe three or four months in a row. I wasn't paying attention. Learn from my mistake. Definitely be paying attention and put safeguards in place so this doesn't happen. And I even told my property managers, if they are late on, and this is what I tell all of my students, if they're late the first month, you get a three-day notice. And then with that three-day notice, then you start the eviction process as soon as that's up. I told them that. They've known that. I've been working them with them for my goodness, at least 10 years. So they should, they know better than this, but they didn't do it. And one thing, I'll jump quickly to the end, the property manager I was talking to, he's got a couple employees or many employees. And he said, one of the employees was trying to save me $500, not have to go through the eviction. Like, well, $500 saved. Now this tenant owes me $3,000 because it's been months, plus the back electricity, all this sort of stuff that I'm trying to, you're trying to save me 500. No, no, no. Let me make that call. That's not your call to save me that $500. And now I'm out $3,000 plus because we'd start the eviction process. And that eviction process takes more time. That's going to be another one month, maybe two months. And then on top of that, once it goes before the judge, the judge will say, okay, well, you're, they're applying for assistance. Let's give them 90 more days on top of that. Another three months on top of that. I'm going to be out six months or more of rent because I was not on top of my property manager. This is what I'm telling you. When you create a business and you have business processes and procedures in place is that they, your business, whoever is in your business, your property managers, your contractors, your realtors, your inspectors, your plumbers, your insurance agents, they need to follow your business rules. And when they don't, that's when you start to realize, man, I, I might need to give them a second chance, but if they fail on the second chance, then we fire them right away. Now, this property manager, they've messed up one time pretty royally before. This was back when I first started working with them, maybe two years into working with them. And like I said, I've been 10, 12, 13 years. So they've done a, a pretty decent job with working with me. So I'm not that concerned. This was a mistake. And they he the, the main owner completely apologized about it. And I'm like, well, I appreciate your apology, apology but it's literally like $3,000 and eventually it'd be $5,000. Now I'm praying Lord willing that the lady that is applying for, I think uh, Catholic charities is going to help her out. And there's also like a government program she's trying to uh, get connected with and to help her with the, the rent, the back rent and everything. I'm praying everything works out that she could stay in there, but learn from my mistake. Even though you have a business that's automatic. Like, I remember I am here as somebody who's done this and I'm just trying to tell you all my mistakes and all my successes, how I figured out how to do this right and all the ways to do it wrong. So learn from my mistake. Even though we set up an automatic business, that's what I want to do is I want to teach you because this is what I do. I create an automatic business that runs itself, but there's also safeguards that you need to do. And for me, and you probably maybe have heard me say, well, I only work 30 minutes a month by pulling up my property management statement and you know, from all my properties and make sure everything looks good and then set it aside. Well, I've been everything from RubeCon, the Real Estate Wealth Builders Conference, to growing master passive income because I have so many students now. In fact, 
Sadly, I am literally going to stop doing one-on-one coaching. The one-on-one coaching is going to have to go away from me. I have Charles is going to, or he is doing one-on-one coaching. He's doing a phenomenal job. His students are just, just doing so much better than I ever did. And then bringing on other coaches because I just don't have the time. And then lo and behold, one of my property managers screws up royally and I lose $3,000 and hopefully it might be less, but it might be around five or $6,000 because I took my eye off the ball. My main business is real estate. Any other money that I make from outside of real estate, it they're streams of income, which are good, but they flow into my river of income, which is my real estate investing. That's my river of income. That's where That is where I get the money to put food on our table, to put a roof over our heads, to make sure that we create generational wealth where I will literally give these properties to my kids. And that's what I do with my money as I buy more real estate. And on top of that, I love coaching. I love helping people. And so I have many businesses, like literally four, is it five businesses now? I can't recall. But anyways, I got four businesses. And with all these businesses, there's a lot of moving parts. Now what I'm doing is I'm hiring even more people, like with Master Passive Income, bringing on more of my students. I only bring on coaches who are my students, who have already done this, who I've already obviously vetted. They've worked with me. I know that they know their business model and they have a passion for teaching, a passion for helping people. And they see the vision of what I have. And that with Master Passive Income, with the Real Estate Wealth Builders Conference, is to help 1 million people become financially independent by investing in real estate. So hopefully you're one of them and one of the many people. Obviously, I've had a million or more downloads now, which that's not a million people, but it's a lot of people that are listening to the podcast. So I really appreciate you being here. And I want you to learn from my mistakes. When you have your business running, do not take your eye off the ball. I actually did take off my eye off the ball back, I think it was like seven years ago. I got really lazy. Not once I say really lazy. I had so many things going on. I had my um, uh, pizzeria that I had. I had a convenience store. I had my full-time job. I was also investing in real estate. I had my family. I was coaching Little League. I was doing so much stuff. I took my eye off the ball then too, and it happened as well. So when you take your eye off the ball, when you're not following what you need to do. Now, if you hire somebody, look, give you an example. I could have hired in fact, that's what I need to do. I just hired a VA, so I'm going to have her do it. Um, I have a VA, and what I could have done, or I'm going to do now, is have my VA review all of the statements and then alert me when something happens, because I should do it, but I'm running out of time, and things just kind of fall, because I have so many, I guess, irons in the fire that are that are heating up, and I need to have somebody that's watching over that that can alert me and say, hey, Dustin, this is what it's at, and you need to jump on it. Then I do the things that only I can do. Like my VA is not going to call. I mean, they probably could have her call up the property manager and chew them out. But, oh, one other thing. I, I, I knew I needed to – I was forgetting one thing. When you are calling up your property manager, it's like when I was saying your VA calling to chew them out, what I did was I held their feet to the fire. I didn't him and haw. I literally said – What is going on with my property? I have $3,000 that they owe me. Where are you at? And I'm just straightforward asking direct questions, not hemming and hawing, not trying to beat around the bush, try to play like Mr. Nice Guy. No, this is my money that I feed my family. You tell me, give an account of your accounting. What is going on? And then don't backing down. They said, well, this happened and then this happened. Well, that should not have happened, property manager. This should have happened X, Y, and Z. I need you to make sure that this never, ever happens again. 
and I even asked or told them and basically asked a question, told them that I want to make sure that you know if the tenant is not paying right after the three-day notice is up, that's when automatically you start the eviction process. I don't care if it's going to cost me money. If the tenant's going to stay in there, they're the ones that are going to have to pay in order to stay back in the property, pay the eviction fees, the attorney fees, and all that sort of stuff in order to stay in the property. So I'd rather not throw good money after bad. Anyways, what you're doing with your property manager is you are absolutely holding their feet to the fire. You're not backing down. Now, I do understand that, you know, even though you, hopefully you find me uh, like energetic and positive, I am. But at the same time, I am very direct when I need to be. Like, I know how to turn it on and turn it off as, as best. I mean, some people kind of could probably accuse me of being too direct sometimes. But man, my family, my kids, I have four kids and my wife, they have a roof over the heads because of these properties. We do not want to be, we don't want to be jerks, number one. Like, we're not going to be overbearing. We want to be understanding. But at the same time, if you ask questions, get to the bottom of everything and then hold their feet to the fire. Man, so there's so many lessons. And I go through all this inside the Real Estate Wealth Builders membership. That's the membership where I do group coaching. Um, I do all, actually, my free course. If you haven't got my free course, get my free course. Text the word rental to 33777. Rental, R-E-N-T-A-L, to 33777. I'll literally give you my course, walk you through all of this sort of stuff with my one-on-one coaching students, which sadly I'm pulling myself out. We go through that, but I'm also going to create a high-level mastermind. The ones, the students that are graduating from the Real Estate Wealth Builders membership, they're graduating out of that because they've had 10, 15, 20 properties already. They want to now scale to where they are playing Monopoly, where they're now buying multifamily, not just syndications, syndications where you invest money in somebody else's syndication and hopefully three years they sell and you get your money back. That's not what we want. We want to buy apartment complexes for ourselves and our families, 100-unit apartment complexes that we own, that we make passive income, and we can pass those down to our kids. That's the high-level mastermind where we're talking about business. We're talking about starting more generational wealth-type businesses, investing in real estate. So be on the lookout for that new high-level mastermind that I am putting together that are going to really help all the investors, all the people that have been with me that want to join as well as want to scale to be the higher levels with me, we're going to have that high-level mastermind. That's what I'm having to pull myself out of one-on-one coaching in order to do this high-level mastermind to help even more people. All right, today I am super pumped that Charles and I, we talk about creative financing because like I said at the very, very beginning of this episode, with creative financing and a recession it's better to have the money ready before the recession hits. The time that you need money, when you you go to the bank, say, hey, bank, this is my last chance. I need this money to keep my business going. Those are all red flags. The banker are going to say, and I want to pause for a quick second and share that. Honestly, I really want you to invest in real estate. My new goal in my life, my first goal was to quit my job in 10 years. And I did that, accomplished that at 37. Now my new goal is to help 1 million people invest in real estate. So two things I would ask from you. Number one, if you get anything out of this episode, please share it with somebody else. Just say, hey, you know, check out Dustin, Master Passive Income. He really wants to help a million people to invest in real estate. That's number one. Number two, I want to get you to invest in real estate get my real estate investing course absolutely for free. Text the word rental, R-E-N, 
R-E-N-T-A-L to 33777. Rental to 33777. I'll literally give you my course, show you how to find an area of the country to invest, how to build the business first. You know, I always talk about that and how to find the right properties, how to make sure you're getting experts to do the work for you and scale the business to where you're making $250 or more in passive income, scale it to quit your job. I'll literally get to you or go to masterpassiveincome.com forward slash free course. Obviously, it'll be in the description, but I really, really want you to invest in real estate because the more that actual normal everyday people own real estate that are good landlords, the better everybody's life gets. I'm not going to give you any money. Like, how do I know I'm going to get my money back? You're a risk. Banks say, I want to lend money where there's no risk. I have my job that I want. I don't want to lose. If I give out bad loans, I risk as well as can get fired. So you want to get financing before things go bad, before banks lock down. I remember in 2008, banks literally locked down and they did not lend any money. So you need to start getting financing right now. Now, I am personally getting two home equity line of credits, one on one of my properties and one of my primary, one of my investments and one of my primary. I'm getting two home equity line of credits. And the big reason why is as soon as there's a problem and banks start locking down on the loans, they're gonna stop giving out loans. It's gonna be even harder. It's easy right now to get loans. Back in like 2006 and seven, it was so easy to get loans back then. It's easy right now, at least relatively easy. You need it right now because when it's time to invest, when it's the best time ever to invest, which is in the hopefully the next year or so, you want to have this money ready so you can jump right in to investing and not miss a beat because you have that money already ready. All right, let's jump into today's show where Charles and I walk through even more creative financing during a recession. Charles, so glad to have you on the show where we're today we're talking about creative financing, how to get creative. We don't just take a mortgage and, you know, conventional mortgage and buy a house. We have so many ways to invest in real estate. Absolutely, Dustin. And it is so good to be back every time so we can share all of this knowledge and experience with the, the audience listening. And this topic is so amazing because there are so many ways to finance deals. Many people only know about one or two ways, you know, you know, which is cash. And sometimes, you know, people don't have cash, so they X out that way or a conventional loan. And then sometimes people may have an issue with their credit or, or maybe they have too many deals on it already, but there's so many different ways to get even more deals with creative fans financing. So that's why I love this topic so much. I love when we share these with our students and teach them how to do it. And one of the one of the really cool ways uh, that that you could that you could finance properties is through seller financing. It's such a great way. So instead of a bank or some sort of lending institution funding your deal, you are going directly to the seller, and the sell you, you're making an agreement with the seller. You're you're agreeing to a price. You're agreeing to the monthly terms, the payments. You negotiate all of that with the seller. And one of the great things about doing it directly with the seller is that your, your credit score in, in many cases is not pulled. Uh, you, um, you, you don't have to have a down payment sometimes. It's so great because you can negotiate this deal directly with the seller and make it work. And sometimes even if you may be paying the seller a little bit more, right, you have to look at it overall. Because even though you may be paying the seller more for the asking price, well, you may be paying the bank 
more in interest and closing costs. And so it's such a great way to get deals. And I, I love using seller financing. Totally. I use seller finance plenty of times. And what's great is, and well, no, it's just what's great. I want to give you a tip. Everybody listening, when you're doing seller financing, what you must do is try to figure out a win for the seller. Figure out what they want out of the sale. Let's say they need a lot of cash right up front, or they need very little cash right up front, or whatever. What they, they Maybe they want like over 10 years. They want to get paid out over 10 years. Whatever it is that they want, figure out a way to actually give that to them. And at the same time, that makes your fit your business model. Now, when Charles and I coach people, we have these things come up where they have an opportunity. We give them all the options and give them ideas of how to structure them. Because if you don't know exactly how to structure them, it's going to be kind of hard. But what we do is we try to help our students know how to structure these deals. Because when you have a seller finance deal, it's amazing. You are basically paying them they're winning because they're becoming the bank and they're making even more money and it fits your business model. Now, on top of that, I also love that in this recession, when you are investing during a recession, people will not be able to pay their loans. They won't be able to pay their mortgages. Now, that's very, very sad. But what we can do is we can actually assume those loans or be a subject to is what it's called. You buy the property subject to the current mortgage that's in place on the property. And now you might be thinking, man, I thought banks don't allow you to assume their mortgages anymore. Well, they don't, but what's great is banks don't care who has the mortgage. They don't care who has the property. They only care about receiving their money. So here's the key when you're doing subject two, never make a, let a, a payment be missed. Always make the payments. And then what you do is you get the property under your own name. The bank's not going to care because they're making money. The best thing happens is that this person who's selling the property when you're investing during a recession, it's going to be a bummer that they can't pay for the property. But you can because you know your business model. You know how to make sure you rent it for more. And if you want to watch a video on how to get rich in the recession, I have that video. You can check the link in the description and probably one of the comment cards up there. But I want you to check that out because where I show you how we invest during recession and how we make so much more money and get even more wealthy. I'm looking forward to even more trouble times because we make money during that. But yes, subject to the mortgage, buying the house subject to the mortgage, and then you get the property, you get a tenant in there, you make money in passive income. And absolutely, I love subject to Dustin too, because one of the, one of the cool things about it is the the subject to uh, the subject to deals. The mortgage is still in the in in, in their name. You know, the, the the seller who who is selling you the property subject to it stays in their name, so that don't go in your credit credit score. But then the the, the deed of the property goes in your name. So I love that because I try to keep my um, my credit like clear all the time so I could buy even more uh, deals at, at, at lower interest rates. And then I, you know, and I take it off with, you know, put in my LLC. Another topic for another day, but I love subject to deals. And in addition to subject to deals, another great way for creative financing is using private money. This topic right here is just so awesome because it's such a great way for you to create a win-win situation between you and a uh, private lender. So instead of you going to the bank, you're going to go to an individual. So maybe a friend, a family member, maybe another investor, you're going to go to them 
and you're going to create a deal with them. You're going to borrow money from them. You're going to, or, or instead of create saying borrow money, I like to say you're going to create an incredible opportunity for them, right? Because you're going to be paying them interest on the, on, um, on the money for this loan and you can buy deals. And one of the great things about using private money is you can buy deals, nothing down is so awesome. I mean, I just um, shared with Dustin, one of my private money lenders who's looking for more um, good investors to, to, to uh, use his money with. He, you know, he wants more opportunities. He wants more incredible opportunities. And so I shared it with Dustin. He shared it with our student community. And I'm, I'm excited to see how this private money lender can help some of our other students as well. And some of our other students have found private money lenders. So this is such a great creative strategy to buy even more deals, especially the nothing down deals. Yeah, especially when there's a recession, their stock market just goes down and people are trying to figure out what to do with their money and how they can actually invest their money. Well, when you're doing your private money loans, they're loaning you money. They're getting such a better return than in the stock market because in the recession, the values go down. Well, they're going to be putting it with you, which is definitely not going to go down. They're actually becoming the bank, which is absolutely fantastic. Now, another way that I have actually bought properties, this is definitely a advanced strategy. It's with signature loans. Now, if you just walk into any bank, let's say your local bank, you have a bank account with them. You say, hey, bank, I want a signature loan. It's basically an unsecured line of credit that you get from them. Just think of like your credit card. That means it's unsecured. Your credit card, it's not secured to a property or a car. A car loan is secured because it's secured on the, the car. Same with your home. It's secured on the, ho on the home. But when you're doing an unsecured, you're doing a signature loan, you basically say, hey, bank, I literally want to borrow money for you just for my signature. They say, okay, here's $14,000, $15,000, $20,000, whatever it might be, and it's guaranteed on you just like a credit card. So I've used that myself, but like I said, it's an advanced strategy. And the reason why is because you need to be able to put that money right to work right away because that's a good amount of interest that you're, they're going to be charging because it's unsecured. Absolutely. And and, it, and it's quick too, Dustin. That's what I love about it. I remember using that for a deal. I picked up the phone, called my bank. They sent me the papers to sign and I had the money within an hour to buy a deal. So it's it it so great. But as Dustin say, you know, make sure uh, that that you quickly get out of that because you're going to be paying more interest, uh, interest, higher interest. And so another great way is is using hard money. So hard money works very um, similar. It works similar to traditional loans, but instead of going to like a conventional lender, you're going to this hard money company and, and, and every hard money lenders have different terms, different rates. But one of the things about hard money is also a very high interest rate. It's typically usually very high, but it's such a great way to buy deals. And a lot of hard money lenders, they will actually loan you 100% of the cost to purchase the property and 100% of the cost to also rehab the property. So such a great way. Now, the only downside is, is, is the points. The closing points could be really high, but if the deal works, when you go through the numbers, remember, you know, we, we, we try to find deals that that make you at least $250 a month in, in cash flow. But if you find a really good deal and you're able to use hard money to buy that deal, well, what you can do is quickly refinance that property and, and then, you know, put it into a long-term loan that works for your cash flow numbers. Hard money is such a great way. I, I use it all the time. Our students use it. It is such a great way to buy even more properties. Using hard money 
private money subject to deals. These are advanced strategies, same thing with signature loans. So if you haven't learned how to invest in real estate, we'd love to help you. In fact, get my real estate investing course absolutely for free. Check the link in the description. You can go to masterpassiveincome.com forward slash free course. I'll literally give it to you, all one word, forward slash free course, or text the word rental, R-E-N-T-A-L to 33777. Rental 33777. I'll literally give it to you. Plus, I'm going to share with you even more. We're going to share with you even more ways to get financing. Another way that I've used is commercial loans. Basically, you know, if you have a rental property, usually you just get a regular conventional loan, like your own personal loan. But instead, what we do in Master Passive Income is we build the business first. We start a business, the business gets its own credit line, and we use that credit from our business to buy property. So it's no longer on our person. Like we don't have to use our credit to buy and get a loan. And so what we're also gonna do is be able to use more creative ways to actually get these financing. Commercial loans is just one, hard money is another one, but also on top of that, portfolio loans is another fantastic way. So Charles, I've done portfolio loans. Talk to us about portfolio loans and how you have been able to do that. Yeah, this is such a, another great way to use because I, I'm I'm actually um, going through a refinance right now into a portfolio loan and and which is great because I I'm re refinancing these properties into a portfolio loan at a local bank in the area where I invest and I got an interest rate of 4.99% which is great because a lot of other lenders you know but get getting quotes they're around 6 and 7% uh, for a lot of the um, other um, commercial lenders and uh, the conventional was around, you know, the high five. So 5.5, 5.8, depending on where you qualify. So I got one at 4.99%, which was is so awesome, which all which also prove what Dustin and I have been preaching over and over. What we've been telling everyone now is still the best time to invest. We're finding these great deals still. We're finding uh, different ways to finance these properties. And I'm so excited to, to, to be using this portfolio loan because then I'm going to even be able to pull out some more cash to be ready to invest even more money when the recession comes. So this is, this is so exciting for me, Dustin. For everybody, you also want to combine all these different ways. Like literally everything we just shared with you. You can take bits and pieces. Like, let's say you don't have a down payment. Well, you can use private money for a down payment. And then you have a commercial loan. And then maybe you have a hard money to do the repairs. Whatever it might be, we utilize these as like a tool belt. We have tools in them. Same exact thing. This is our financing tool belt that has all these different ways to do financing. And then whatever fits, we take out that tool and we use it in the business. Now, remember, this is just one of many of the shows that we're doing on how to invest in a recession. Check the link in the description and definitely check out the video where I talk about how to get wealthy and rich in this recession. All right, guys, we'll see you guys in the next one. And that is it for today. Go ahead and get my free real estate investing course. Text the word rental to 33777. R-E-N-T-A-L to 33777. You can also join my Real Estate Wealth Builders group coaching. Get all my courses. All right, guys, we'll see you in the next show. See ya.